Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tip Show. Show. A show designed to assist man in his quest to succeed on Pinterest. If you have interests in the content you want to share, content you want your clients to see, learn ways to grow and succeed in this unique and exciting world, one man will assist you on your journey. To become a pinner and grow your presence online, men and women can share in the success. And here to show you how is your host, is your host Jeff C. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tips Podcast. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. I'm very excited to be sharing the first episode of 2016. But first, I want to tell you about a group coaching opportunity I will be offering. I'm getting ready to launch an eight-week in-depth live Pinterest training, which will be offered to a select few. I'm really wanting to keep the class size down so we can really work together to get your Pinterest account driving traffic and giving you the results that you need for your business. If you're interested in finding out more, head to manlypinteresttips.com forward slash training. That's manlypinteresttips.com forward slash training. I don't know about you, but 2015 feels like a whirlwind, and I can't wait to see what happens this year. On that note, today's episode is something I really feel kicked off a lot of things that happened professionally for me during this last year. Let me give you a quick recap. Last year, I relaunched the Manly Pinterest Tip Show as a podcast. This little podcast led me to land opportunities that I would have never dreamed about. I was asked to speak at Podcast Movement 15, which then led me to being a guest on probably the first business podcast I ever listened to, Michael Stelzner's Social Media Marketing Podcast. That led me to being asked to speak at Social Media Success Summit, then being invited to be a part of Social Media Examiner's Dream Team and running their Pinterest and Instagram accounts. And now, this year, being invited to speak at the granddaddy of them all, Social Media Marketing World in San Diego all from opportunities that have come from this little podcast. Thank you so much for listening, sharing, and interacting with me this past year. Without you, none of this would have been possible. Which leads me to today's episode. The founders of Podcast Movement have generously allowed me to share the presentation that I gave at Podcast Movement that has led to so many of these new business opportunities. It's called Mastering Podcast Promotion, but almost all of the techniques and tips that I give can be applicable to any business to promote themselves online. I'll also be sharing the slideshow that I used during the presentation on the blog at manlypinteresttips.com. Many times this past year, I felt like I was on a crazy roller coaster holding on for dear life, but what a year it has been. I can't wait to see what's in store for this year and having all of you join me for the ride. But first, let me share with you my presentation at Podcast Movement 2015. Hopefully that video is kind of a good example of what we're going to be talking about today. I want you to think about these promos as we talk about promoting your podcast and and such and kind of through these five filters. And these are the five filters I want you to think about as we talk today. Number one, is your promotion real? Is it authentic? It is who you are. Am I getting an echo really bad? A little higher? Makes my, well, getting my beard and that's just wrong. Okay. How about that? Better? Okay. Is it real? Is it authentic? Is it who you are? Number two, is it relevant? Does it matter to your audience? Is there a reason that this, this promo would work for them? 
a lot of, another number three, which a lot of people don't think very hard about, are, is it, are you relational? Are you there for your audience? You can make the best promo in the world, and if you're not there to answer comments, talk to your, your audience, it doesn't matter. And four, and we're gonna hit this really, really hard today, is it repurposable? Because if you're like me, you only have so many hours in the day, you can only be so, so many places at once, and so we're gonna talk about the best way to repurpose some content as, a, as it applies to promos. And uh, number five, is it, um, is it rare? Is it unique? Uh, or is it, is it something that will make you stand out? A uh, little background for me, uh, I run the Manly Pinterest Chip Show and podcast, and um, the funny thing is, is um, I didn't start out wanting to do this, but uh, a long time ago, I, w I, was, um, I was driving home, I just started a new blog, I have a digital marketing agency in Longview, Texas, which is about two and a half hours away, and I finally decided to kind of do what I thought um, I've been telling my, my clients for so long, and get on the social media thing. So I'm driving back uh, from a long road trip, and I happened to listen to this podcast called the Social Media Marketing Podcast with, uh, with Michael Stelsner. And he had this lady on there who, um, her name was Cynthia Sanchez, and she was talking about this platform called Pinterest. And I thought that would be a good fit for my clients, and so I tried it. And because uh, I like to experiment on myself before I do it for clients. And so it started driving traffic to this relatively new blog. And this is really cool. I mean, you know, a new blog getting traffic is really awesome. So um, I, I kind of experimented with some more and I wrote this post. I don't even think it was a blog post. I think it was a Google Plus post. And it was called Manly Pinterest Tips Number One. Uh, sharing a secret board with your daughter because I had shared a secret board with her she was pinning stuff on it We were kind of doing it that way and everyone thought you know Pinterest is for women. It's all about wedding dresses and nail art um, And it took off it did really well and so I was like wow this is really cool And so I wrote some more posts I mainly Pinterest number two number three number four and then somebody said hey This is when Google hangout uh, shows started becoming really popular and YouTube shows became really popular I said, Why don't you do a show? I went oh, okay I don't have anything else to do. So I did a show with four other guys, and the cool thing about that show is that those four other guys had a lot more followers than I did. And so we did that, we did seven to 10 episodes, and then we decided to do a show called The Manly Show. Uh, we can talk about stuff other than Pinterest, and we did that for a while, but then somebody said, hey, do the, the Manly Pinterest Tip Show, we want more of that, uh, and we'd like it more often, so I relaunched it as a weekly show where I interview a guest uh, about Pinterest or visual marketing, and now it's grown to entrepreneurship and all sorts of things. And so the beginning, when I came to Podcast Movement last year, I didn't have anything but really cards. And so uh, I launched the Manly Pinterest Tips podcast, which I stripped the audio out of my live YouTube show and do it that way. And um, uh, I thought, you know, I'm gonna try this personal branding thing. And I said, a good beard usually takes close to a year to grow. So I said, I'll try this thing for a year. If it doesn't work, I'll shave it off. Well, this is a yeard in March, a yeard. And so I'm going on my tweard, uh, the two-year beard. Um, and it's really cool because now people recognize me at the conference. They say, hey, I, I saw your, your social media profile. And I mean, I'm actually having, you know, uh, ladies come up to me. I'm saying, ladies, my eyes are up here. Okay? So, so it's been really great. So that's kind of my backstory. Um, in fact, here's a picture of me before my beard. That's my lovely wife, Jody, my uh, daughter, Abby, and my son, Avery. Uh, and that's actually how we sit and watch TV. <laughs> so, very natural pose. Um, 
But my wife, uh, my wife couldn't be here. She was actually going to a, um, a her her dad's 80th birthday, so it was like in-laws or podcast movement. And I decided podcast movement. Um, so, but she sent me this picture and says, "This is what we're doing." Those are my kids. It's never a good idea to see your teenage kids in front of a large structure fire. So I'm not sure what they're doing, but I'm pretty sure we can't go back to Kansas. So anyway, I want to talk to you some uh, great examples of branding to get us started. Uh, people who I think is doing it right. Uh, right here on the, on the first one, the crash course, that is Pat Flynn. When I first started to do my podcast, I do what's called episodic art, artwork. I try to do a, a, a new graphic for each episode of my podcast. And I look to Pat because he does that really well. So he has a great, um, a great example of some, pers of some branding for his podcast. Lewis Howes does a great job as well. In fact, his Instagram account is incredible, especially for a, a guy on Instagram. He does a really, really good job. You need to check him out. And of course, John Lee Dumas. I mean, his hands are on fire. I mean, how cool is that? So he does a great job with branding as well. Down at the bottom is my good friend uh, Peg Fitzpatrick. Um, if you don't know who she is, she's the author of The Art of Social Media. Uh, she well, she co-authored that with uh, guy, a guy called Guy Kawasaki. And if you don't know who Guy is, uh, pretty much the internet follows him uh, on social media. Um, but he does a, and she does a great job across all social channels. So if you're wanting to see how she does, have things to do on Instagram or Pinterest or Twitter, uh, look at her, and she's a very good example. Uh, the, and the one in the middle is mine. Hopefully I have good branding. That's, I hope you're in this room for that. And then um, Rebecca Radice is the one with, on the orange, and she does the same thing. She does a great job of branding across platforms. And um, uh, the cool thing, you can see her experiment with stuff. She experiments in her brand, but you see her testing stuff all the time. So, next section, drop the flaming mic. All right, when I first looked for making my podcast, it seemed like everybody had a mic that was on fire. You know, firefighters, are you ready to ignite? You know, no, I mean, try to do something different. Think of, think of what you can do different. Think about what you can bring with your artwork. A good way to do that is to take your, um, your artwork and shrink it down, do a screenshot of all the iTunes artwork and shrink it down and see if it stands out. Hopefully you can see my red one sticking out right there. Um, but do that, do that as an experiment to see how it's looking. I mean, when I, when I first looked at it, I, I saw, what do you see when you look at that kind of screenshot, kind of stands out at you? Faces, exactly. Everybody had faces. And so I wanted to do something different. And so that's why I did my, my logo the way I did. Uh, kind of the process I thought about when I did my logo, and I get a lot of traction out of this logo. It's very unexpected to me. I mean, people say, oh yeah, I saw your logo, I remember you. Uh, even if they haven't heard my podcast. Uh, I try to do something, what was different? Will it work on multiple networks? Is it something that'll work on multiple networks? Is it recognizable at different sizes? Can I use it as an icon? Like if I ever wanted to make a iPhone app, is it ready to do that? Um, and the last thing is probably the most important is what do my colleagues think? You need to have somebody that you can ask that will give you honest feedback back to you. In fact, here's my first logo. And I don't know what I was thinking, but it's the color of if you're trying to choke a Smurf. It's horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible color. And so I went to my friend, Lisa, and I talked to a lot of people and they said, oh, it's Jeff, it's great. It's awesome. And I was like, I asked, finally asked my friend Elisa, and she said, no, take out the shadow, try a different color, why don't you try red? And I did, and it worked, 
and it became my logo. So make sure you have people that you can ask and that will give you honest feedback. It's very, very important. Um, branding your intro and call to action. Uh, some best practices there. Um, another example, social media examiner. Uh, Michael always starts the podcast as hello, 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 thanks for, and he goes into uh, his intro to his podcast. And at the end he says, I hope you make the absolute very best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. That is part of his brand now. That is very, very consistent. And if it wasn't there, I would miss it because I have listened to it enough. That is part of the podcast. Um, and here's mine. Madlinkpinteresttips.com. Adding testosterone one pin at a time. So what I tried to, thank you very much. Uh, what I tried to do is make my tagline rare. Um, something that's memor uh, memorable. Um, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, it's kind of humorous, but it communicates my goal for my brand, is I'm trying to make it, you know, it's not just for men. Um, and I start every one of my podcasts uh, or shows, I go, I'm Jeff C, and you're not. And I do that every show. And I totally ripped that off from Chevy Chase, totally. But. I grew up watching Chevy Chase. I loved him. I mean, I, a lot of my performance came out of Chevy Chase. And that connects with who I am. That's part of me. And so I use that as my tagline. And so think really creatively of how, you know, what you're going to do to make it yours. Make your intro yours. Um, video ads and promote promos. Some best practices there. Um, one of the things I wish I would have done more of is when I uh, recorded, uh, I went with Music Radio Creative and they gave me an intro, uh, outro, and three calls to actions with a package that I purchased. I would, wish I would have recorded multiple calls to action. I wish I would have more with that guy, the deep bass guy, uh, so I could have like more products as they come out and just kind of think maybe a little more creative when I first started. Uh, with some calls to actions. The other thing I really recommend, and I was lucky enough that I did this, is pay extra and get what is called the dry versions. That's the talent just saying, the, just without any sound effects, without any background music, and that way you can repurpose it for other stuff. That, that little video you saw before, I did that with the dry version and I added the sound effects, I added the audio imaging to that. So. Uh, really think as when you're getting stuff created, especially when you're starting out, that you think of how can I repurpose this? How can I use this again? Can I use it on a different network? Can I repackage it as video? So really try to think creative on how you can repurpose your content. And, and since I did that, it, I can use it for my HOA trailers because when you have a Google Hangout before the show launches, you can put a trailer up there. And so I have that one and the one you saw before and you can use that for webinars and it's just one more way to brand uh, your podcast or your show. was an actual Facebook ad I ran for a training, uh, it was a pre-kind of launch training that Cynthia Sanchez and I teamed up for uh, before we went to Social Media Marketing World. And so um, what I did with that 
is I, I took it and you can, well, I'll show you. Um, the first thing you need to do is upload it natively to, to Facebook. Um, don't try to do a, 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 a link with YouTube or something. Uh, upload it natively, you get so much more traction. Um, Facebook video view ads are super cheap right now. Very cheap, like four cents a click or something like that. And the cool thing is you can do advanced targeting for that. So I was able to target with that video view ad people who were interested in Pinterest, who liked online training, and liked Social Media Examiner. <laughs> so I could target those people who like that page. And so that is huge. So your money is going where it needs to go. You're not wasting it on people who, who aren't your audience. Um, the other thing I would recommend is right now, even if you're not going to do um, Facebook ads right away, set up a Facebook tracking pixel. That way you can start grabbing people who come to your website that you can use for fa on Facebook later and target to them. So what I do is um, I have it constantly getting people who visit my website, and I'll run an ad every, every once in a while that says, hey, thanks for visiting my website, and it pops up on Facebook. It says, hey, thanks for visiting my website. I have a great Facebook page where I share great content too. Would you like my page? So you can retarget those people who've already liked your website. Um, power of repurposing. This is huge. I like to squeeze every stinking last drop out of anything I create because we don't have time a lot of times to, you know, or we don't have money to hire other people. So squeezing out every drop is very important. When I do a podcast episode, this is the artwork I create for all the different <coughs> networks. Um, and it looks like a lot and it looks hard, but once you get the process down, it's, it's, it's really a matter of cropping. And so I've got my Pinterest graphic, I have for my blog and Facebook graphic, and then the Twitter graphic, and then the square graphic is Instagram. Uh, and I use a plugin called Social Warfare on my WordPress site. It's a premium plugin, and I'm gonna give you all these links at the end with all the resources, uh, so don't worry about scrambling to take notes. But, um, and, it, and what it does is it let me, when somebody likes, uh, wants to share off a of Pinterest, it automatically will pull my Pinterest image. If they want to share a Facebook, it'll automatically pull my Facebook image. So it's a really cool plugin, but, and it's really increased my social sharing. But those are all how I repurpose one graphic for all these different networks. Uh, and this is how I repurpose that big Facebook ad for the 15 second Instagram ad. This is Instagram post. It's just, a sh I just trimmed it up. At that same one I was using 30 seconds uh, or, or longer for Facebook, I was able to trim it up and use it for Instagram. And uh, before I did my podcast, I did a little show called uh, Manly Mondays. And it was when I did a Pinterest tip, I mean, a, uh, yeah, Pinterest tip before um, on YouTube. And so I started cross-promoting those by trimming those up for Instagram as well. And here's a trimmed up version of my Manly Monday that I did for Thanksgiving. That's right, it's Manly Monday. Listen, it could have been a lot worse. ManlyPinterestTips.com So, uh, that was, that was a, a longer two, three minute video, which I trimmed up for Instagram and added the repurposed logo that I did uh, in that as well. So all that stuff is all repurposed for new content on Instagram. So, and, and um, the cool thing about Instagram is it's huge for networking for me. I'm able to connect with like influencers that, um, 
I wouldn't be able to on another network. Maybe we got lost in the noise on Facebook, but they'll connect with me over on Instagram. Instagram also is hungry for video. They love having video over there. So when you can take and repurpose something you use for a Facebook ad or something like that and use it on Instagram, it's really, really cool. Uh, I repurpose all my images. Every blog post I do goes to Instagram. And I write a little post. And people say, oh, why would you write a post on Instagram? Nobody will read it. It does. They read it. And nobody's complained about it. Um, I actually, and this is a little tip, you, you can't track Instagram links because the only, the only way you can get people to your site, you say, hey, go, go link in my bio. And they have to click over to your bio and then they go to your website. And if you just put your website in there, you can't track it because in Google Analytics, I think it shows up in direct something or other and you can't see it. So use Bitly or something like that in your Instagram. That way you can track those links and you will be surprised how many people click through from Instagram over to your website. Um, and the cool thing is, because they've had to go through all that work to get there, they really want to see your content. And so remember that with Instagram. And I use it also to promote uh, all my new episodes. So like I said, I put everything out there, I write a little post about it, and put it up on Instagram. Okay, some tools and tips. This is kind of inside my tackle box. I'm going to give you that tackle box at the end um, of the presentation you guys can have. So this is kind of a condensed version. Where I go to get all my free images is pexels.com. Uh, it's really great. It's the first place I search for free images. Uh, one thing is make sure you crop them or resize them or to put a filter on them or something because you'll see a lot of these images on blog posts. And you want to look different. We talked about being rare at the very beginning. You want to make sure you look different. Uh, my favorite paid site is 123rf.com, 123royaltyfree.com. And the reason I like them is because they have a cool little uh, light box at the bottom. And I can pull images for different clients. And it shows up on every page. And so I can switch through it really easy. There's tons of uh, ones to do that. But I just like them because of that reason. Uh, something about doing a paid image. A lot of people, when they first start out, like they say, I have a blog image that's 700 by 400 pixels wide. They'll get the smallest one and maybe even scale it up a little bit. Uh, you have nowhere to go with that. I usually buy two to three sizes bigger so I can crop it creatively, do something different with it, so you, it doesn't look like stock photography. People say, Jeff, you're such a great <laughs> photographer. And I'm like, no, I'm a great stock photographer. So I use that all the time. Uh, Canva, I know everybody's talked about it this week. Um, it's still one of the best online tools out there. The templates for social media stuff is awesome. Um, and I, everyone's, what's the best dimensions for Pinterest? It's 735 by 1102. And the reason I know that, it's on Canva. I use all their dimensions for all their social media sizes on, from Canva. Some quick little um, Canva pro tips, because uh, I'm all about making my stuff look different. Um, to keep your, there's a little thing you can have an extra page where you can add a bunch of pages to your artwork. Do that and then combine templates together. That's an easy way for you to swap out uh, uh, text or some photos or uh, some sort of uh, filter treatment. That way you have more places to go. Um, one of the things also is to make text easier to read. I see a lot of graphics come through where they just slap it up on top of a picture. Either blur out that background image or do what I did. They had a white logo here, and so I put an, like an opaque um, black box behind it, and so that text will pop out more. So that's just a little quick tip. And the other thing is to brand your stuff on your filters. You can copy the filter code and paste it in like Evernote or your uh, note, notepad or whatever and keep that filter for other projects. So you don't have to keep messing with that slider every time. You can have that saved and you can do it to a batch of images. 
Um, the other image creation tool I use is uh, Adobe Photoshop. You can use that for the rest of your life and still be learning on it. Uh, I still am learning stuff. The, the, the thing you need to do is find out what you're, what you're trying to do is called. That way you can Google it. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what I do. I'm like, okay, how do I make this look like it's on a wooden fence? Okay, that's a displacement map. Okay, I can Google that. You know, So learn the terms. That's the fastest way to get proficient in Adobe Photoshop. Um, a new one, Mr. Craig Carpenter is in the audience right now. Uh, this tool really excites me. It's uh, Relay. It's RelayThat.com. Go see him afterwards. I think it's going to really speed up some ways that you can create images very, very quickly. I was, I've been very, very impressed with this uh, this product so far. Um, people ask me, okay, how do you do all those videos? Uh, I do it in Adobe Premiere, and I use Adobe After Effects for like those motion graphics that you saw. The best place to learn for that is a place called videocopilot.net. Uh, Andrew Kramer has all these cool movie-like tutorials that for free, uh, and so I think he even did the opener, opening and closing for uh, Star Trek. I mean, he's that good. He works with J.J. Abrams now, but he still does these free tutorials. Really good resource. That's where I learned most of my uh, Adobe After Effects uh, stuff from. The other thing, Periscope, my buddy Shannon Hernandez, he's going to be speaking not this in the next session, but the session after. Go to that. He does a great job with Periscope. He's there in the back with long hair. Uh, but what I've been doing with Periscope, make sure you're providing value when you Periscope. I really don't want to see you eat a granola bar. Just don't, you know. I don't. It, so, so provide value. Um, it's great for engagement. Shannon will tell you that. Um, use creative call to actions. You see him holding up. They were giving away free tickets on his radio station. Do something like that. Hold up a sign or turn your 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 camera and show something on your monitor. I did that when I when I was having Craig on my podcast. I was able to flip it around and show them the interface of his his uh, image creation tool. And also use it to promote your podcast. Usually 30 minutes because my show is live. Uh, I get on. Uh, Periscope and I say, you know, I'm getting ready to have these people on, you know, what, what questions you have is going to be great, you know, and it's just a way to get them out to my live show. Um, some mobile apps that I use, uh, WordSwag is great, once again, change stuff up so you don't look like everybody else. Inlight is my new favorite mobile app. It's like Photoshop for your phone. Um, I think it's only iOS, but every image that I, that I put on Instagram goes through Inlight. And Legend is the... Uh, it lets you do motions on your word. So uh, it's a really great one. The same thing, make sure you change it up. Don't just use the default settings. Make it different so you stand out. Now, are you feeling overwhelmed? A little bit? Yeah? Well, this is a quote that I had um, that really helped me. Don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. If I looked at how Pat Flynn got up and killed it on the keynote, I would have never gotten up here, you know, seriously. He did an awesome job. But I can't compare myself to Pat Flynn. You can't compare yourself to me or Michael Stelzner or somebody else. You, have, you just be better every time you do something. Every time you create an image, be a little bit better. Try not to compare yourself to other people. And the last one, this is what got me out uh, and doing a podcast. 90% perfect and shared with the world always changes more lives than 100% perfect and stuck in your head. This is by, those are both by John Acuff, who I really like. So 90% perfect and shared with the world always changes more lives than 100% perfect and stuck in your head. So um, 
Thank you guys for your attention. Um, I know we have some time. I think we have a little bit of time for questions. If you go to manlypinterestips.com forward slash PM, you'll get all these slides and my Manly Pinterest Tips tackle box that has links to all those resources and even more of like free places to get images, uh, stock photography, stuff like that. So uh, go there, sign up, and you will get all those resources. Do we have any, do we have time for questions? Yes. Yeah. I really don't have any problem Right. Very similar to Instagram, like if you want to drive traffic, hashtag, that sort of thing. No hashtags on, on Pinterest. No good. Yeah, they don't like hashtags. Um, Pinterest is the longest driving traffic of any of the networks. Um, I have stuff that I pinned when I first got started that continues to give me traffic, and that's why I fell in love with it and, and kept going with it. The best image sizes are the, the portrait style, the long ones. Uh, typically, Pinterest does not like faces, like Instagram does. So, you know, it's a selfie kind of thing. So, um, so when you're doing your posts, you know, I just put my my podcast artwork and make it to fit into that that thing. Like a board. Yeah. Like, is that how people find it? They like do a search. For De- yeah. It's, and a lot of my boards rank. If you go to Instant Instagram Tips, uh, that's a board I share with Peg Fitzpatrick, and it ranks on Google. I mean, if you search Instant Instagram Tips on Google, it ranks. That board ranks on Google. So, Pinterest and Google have a really great relationships together. So, um, yes, in the back. You want me to do more? Do you have any more questions? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I have a question about, I guess, promoting a podcast in general. Uh huh. Have you found that if you, especially once you start paying for it, you know, they really count, should you try to send people to a specific episode page or your iTunes listing or your podcast page and, you know, slash podcast or even to the home page? Have you found anything works better than something else? Uh, I, didn't, I don't promote specific episodes. I was doing that for a product. That was kind of thing. I, I do promote that, you know, when I first did my launch, I did that, you know, uh, it might make your voice a little deeper promo. I, I ran that. In fact, that, that little thing is also pinned to the top of my Twitter page. And so it's constantly giving me reviews because of that. So I ran that when I did my content, when I first did my big push on my podcast. And I ran a contest. I gave away a Kindle uh, to get the word out that way. So using all those together, I mean, you can pay for ads if you have the budget to do that. That'd be great. And if you have, a, like, a famous person, uh, I really pushed... Uh, when I had Guy Kawasaki on, I really pushed that one out because that's a name. And so you may be able to run some ads to somebody like that that you have on a podcast. So, so you're saying don't go for a specific episode, but um, generally for your, I mean, if you have a product or a yeah, I mean, you'd have to test it. I mean, I, I didn't do that just because I didn't, I was, my whole thing, because I was on New and Noteworthy, I wanted to ride that wave as long as possible, so I wanted to continue to get reviews, and so even my contest I had was, was for me to generate more reviews. They got more <laughs> entries for that Kindle if they would leave me a review, and so that's what I was really pushing when I did mine. Any other questions? Comments? Threats? Yes? Is there a line for touching your beard? Yeah, yes, there is. Yes, sir. How do you decide what kind of image to match with the words? Because I, th- I think a lot of people here like look at those cool images, but when you're searching through images, there's a bazillion of them. So how do you narrow down the idea for the image to be matched with the words? That takes me longer than actually editing my podcast. <laughs> I mean, it really, because it, it means a lot to me, and now that I'm being known for my images, I, I really search, like that toolbox. You can find a bunch of toolbox, but I also have, if you've noticed my style on my site, it's, um, it's all retro. So I have a style that I have to try to fit everything into. And um, 
and that's what I try to do. I mean, I take a lot of time picking up my images. And that's what gets me is these people, you write a great blog post or you have an incredible podcast and then you just throw it up and go to the next one. People love images. I think it's like a bazillion times more they share it if it has an image. And you can quote me on that. Um, but it's, it makes a huge difference. So don't just throw away that opportunity because people love images. And, the, and the, your content will get shared more if you spend that extra time on images. Yes, in the back. I feel like consistency is important, right? Between images, yes. Yeah. But also... Um, Yeah, everything is kind of retro, and I, and I was very creative. I mean, I'm wearing this cool shirt because you know, yeah, because that's that's me. The beard that that's part of my overall brand, and so I, it didn't really start that way, but it really turned into it, and so that I embraced it and ran with it. So and, and I pivoted. I wasn't Pinterest guy, you know. I just I pivoted because it was working and it was a niche that I could be in. So it's okay to pivot. So. Any more questions? Yes, ma'am. Do you have any experience or have you found that are useful the new viable pins with informational products? Viable pins. That's, to me, on Pinterest, that's going to be a game changer, um, especially when it comes to the holidays with Black Friday and everything, because Pinterest drives a lot of traffic anyway. Right now, only the big boys have it. I think Neiman Marcus and somebody else has the viable pins. But Shopify. And there's another platform I can't remember, um, but they they're rolling it out to their their customers, and I think that's a big big deal. Uh, when they rolled out with promoted pins, and if you don't know what promoted pins are, it's uh, it's their ad platform. That's how Pinterest is going to make their money. Um, that's a big deal too. So using those two together, if you have a product, you need to be on Pinterest, even if you have a product like a digital download or something, be on Pinterest. That, that manly Pinterest tips tackle box that you, you see, that is on Pinterest and I'm getting signups because it's driving them to my landing page because it has a cool graphic and they're clicking on it, going to my page and getting my download. And so think of that if you have a product because Pinterest continually drives that traffic. And the cool thing about promoted pins um, is that you only pay for the initial pin. So what happens is like you pin my pin. If somebody repins it off your board, I don't pay for it. And it just keeps on going and going and going. And so there's, right now, while it's cheap, it's a, it's a good place to be and get going on. Yes, in the back. images make images for your 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 shows because people love to share them I mean they share stuff that they think is cool so and don't be don't be scared to experiment you know I had I, sh I showed that picture of that choke smurf color thing I mean I changed because it sucked you know so don't be afraid to change stuff. Ask people uh, what, what, what they like and give them more of it. People really like the retro stuff. If you go look back at my early pins, they're horrible. That, I mean, they're, they're nasty. <laughs> I mean, I usually show them, but I didn't want to this time. But um, yeah, so don't be afraid to change and experiment and give more of what your audience wants. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. I'm glad you asked that question. Um, there are actually, men are the fastest growing demographic on Pinterest. There are more men uh, subscribed to Pinterest uh, in the United States than are on GQ and Sports Illustrated combined. Yeah, yeah, smart place to be if you're a dude. It's all because of me, yeah.
Yeah. Yes. I have a board called Cool. Awesome. The one thing, remember, because your board titles will rank on Google. Don't be doing stuff like stuff I like. That's not going to rank. What, who's going to search for that? So think like instant Instagram tips people are searching for. So really think, and, and it's, it's SEO 101 when you're writing your Pinterest boards and descriptions. And also take the time. Don't just put Alt 104 for your, your image. Make it, you know, tools and tips for social media. You know, that, that image I showed. Make the title, you know, it's just SEO stuff. But it really works good on Pinterest because Pinterest is not really, in my opinion, and even the founders, is not really a social media platform. It's a discovery in, in engine. People are going there to discover things, to dream, to plan. Um, in fact, you know, I mean, people are, food bloggers now don't even go to Google. They go to Pinterest first to see what recipes or what people are pinning and stuff like that. So, any other questions? Five minutes. I can do a dance. Yes. Jeff, I just want to thank you for creating such a great presentation. And thank you. Round of applause we didn't before. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining Jeff on his mission to help you be successful in the Pinterest world. Would you like to take part in a live show? Be sure to join Jeff's email community at manlypinteresttips.com. Adding testosterone. One pin at a time.